0: It's time for Inside the Gamecocks, the show with Phil Mullenack and J.C. Sherbert.
1: So, how many of you would say you speak English fairly well, but with some difficulty?
0: Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. You play to win the game. Now, let's take it away, J.C. and Phil.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, indeed, indeed. Uh, December 1st. That's a Christmas month. That's my birthday month. <clears throat> it's bowl season. It's recruiting season. It's coaching change season. It's rumor <laughs> mill season in college football. Uh, this is Inside the Gamecocks, the show. I'm JC Sherbert. He's Phil Mullinax. Uh Inside the Gamecocks, the show is uh, sponsored in whole by Express Sunrooms of Columbia. Uh, give John Barber a call or an email, Jay Barber at express sunrooms.com. It's on the scroll. <clears throat> it's oh, I'm sorry. It's John B at express sunrooms.com. 803-446-4662. Uh, and he'll hook you up, man. And, uh, we're going to have John on the show with some bigger news to come, uh, probably starting next week. I would think some, some different new guests, uh, coming up here pretty soon. Uh, let's talk about today. Chris Phillips, 1130 high energy segment, and uh, I know he'll have a lot to say. Uh, I do not know who the new offensive coordinator is going to be. (laughs) What I was told yesterday (laughs) was um, it's it's a deliberate kind of process. Uh, There's been no formal interviews or anything. That doesn't mean Shane Beamer's not working on it. Right now, though, (laughs) it's uh, because the recruiting calendar changed this year. They can't go recruiting, Uh, and I've said this, because Ohio State actually went recruiting. Um, yeah, somebody asked me on the message board today about Ryan Day being in trouble at Ohio State, maybe getting fired. And, uh, I don't think the loss to Michigan would be, but if that becomes like a big violation, I mean, the buck stops with the head coach, that would be a reason to get him on out. Uh, because you you can't do that. I mean, you have somebody, (laughs) somebody needed to tell him and then they put pictures on social media, uh, and all that good stuff. So, um, anyway, recruiting calendar is different. So this is the week where, unlike last year where they immediately hit the road after Clemson. Uh, this is the year, uh, this year they're, they're kind of meeting with the, the players they have uh, lots of decisions to be made. Uh, I can tell you right now, you know, and Jamie Bradford alluded to this yesterday, you know, Lloyd Wells, Rattler um, and uh, bell, you know, those are the four that if they all come back and they hire a, at least a competent offensive coordinator, you um, <clears throat> I mean, it could be a special season around here, but I don't want to speculate. Uh, It's about to be recruiting time. Transfer portal opens on Monday. Uh, Jordan Davis, a reserve offensive lineman, hit the transfer portal yesterday out of South Carolina. Uh, He's not officially in it, but he announced he's leaving. Uh, He was kind of a flyer that uh, Eric Wolford took a chance on when he was here. Uh, Greg Atkins made public comments. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Uh, his first spring said so Jordan Davis doesn't even look like an SEC player, he's got a long way to go. Uh, that was telling. I think Jordan did get better, uh, but he's probably not going to play if he stays here. Uh, so we wait, everybody wishes him the best, and uh, he was part of uh, the best two week period in program history. When you're talking about two weeks, you know, I, I don't <laughs> think that's deniable. Uh, you know, basketball, men's is in the tank right now.
1: Yeah, that, guy, that was ugly.
3: <laughs> I, I was kind of shy. I mean, George Washington brought in nine transfers and uh, <clears throat> beat Carolina like a to the point Gigi Jackson uh, had to get on Twitter and apologize yeah, <laughs> or, 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 or felt the need. I'm, I'm not saying he had to, but felt the need. Uh, 70 to 50 at Georgetown Saturday. Uh, I may turn that game on for about five minutes and then turn it back to football. But, uh, you know, and, and there's been some, some some talk about Lamont Paris and, and all that. I, uh, it'd be easy for me to sit here and be give him time, give it time, give him time. But but I don't want to insult anybody's intelligence. I, I don't think you need to be talking about firing your coach seven games in, right, uh, to his first season with all the attrition. But, but, look, I said all year last year, look, guys, a choice needed to be made. The program was stuck under Frank Martin. And I said, you can get it unstuck. Now, depending on who you hire and what happens with the roster, you can get it unstuck one way or you can get it, a, it or it's going to go the south. And, and I thought the chances of getting it unstuck and it going south with a new coach, you know, even with a Sean Miller or somebody like that coming in, uh, I, di- I didn't think there was a whole lot of chance for success just because I know uh, kind of how the program was structured and wired with Frank and his guys. And I knew there were going to be people leaving. Um, you know, the, the other way to do it would have been to, you know, understand Frank had a pretty good team coming back and was going to get Gigi Jackson anyway, and, uh, get behind it for one more year. But there's some people that were never going to do that. Cause he, uh, allegedly, you know, he says mean things. So you know, yeah. that's not soft. Uh, anyway, but no, right. I, and I, I'm not sitting here saying that I was on board with, uh, keep Frank. Uh, I was just saying there were, there were choices. It wasn't a cut and dry thing. Uh, and it seemed like the consensus out there in Gamecock Nation was move on. And so they've moved on and, and, and there we go. Uh, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence to sit here and say, oh, give Lamont a chance to get his guys in and all that. Basketball is very transient. Okay. And, and, and I got two points to this. And then we'll, uh, says we're on to Notre Dame and we'll be on to, uh, on the bowl and football talk, something more happy. But th- th- there are two things about this. Number one, uh, unlike football and baseball, and I'm going to compare it to having a car dealership, and this is about NIL, okay? Mm. So with football, uh, you know, it's like a Chevrolet dealership, Phil. You go and you do have your Tahos and your Z71s and your Corvettes and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty expensive, relatively expensive, no, yeah. expensive mm-hmm. cars. Well, then you also have your other level of car, (laughs) you know, uh, you have car and all that works together. All those different levels of prices of cars or whatever works together to have a Chevy dealership, right? Uh, baseball is kind of like CarMax. You just got to make a deal, right?
1: Let's make a deal. They just want to sell
3: whatever. (laughs) And then it's usually if it's fair, it's one price and you, you move on and it's usually based on, can they go to the minors or what's their scholarship percentage? Whatever. That's NIL when it comes to baseball. Basketball is like a Porsche dealership. You're not rolling off the lot with anything good without ponying up. Okay. Mm-hmm. And South Carolina right now because of the new guidance and the Park Avenue things kind of uh in a holding pattern uh because of that, because of the fact that the collectives don't have nearly enough uh to even compete in that sport. Uh it was all you could do to get Gigi Jackson and there's a lot of help there. Um, you know, Lamont's not going to go out and recruit any better than, than anybody. Uh, John Perry could not come in here and recruit to this place uh, with the situation right there, you know. And uh, people go back in time and uh, they get an argument today. Oh, oh, back then, Carolina was just as good as Alabama, Tennessee. Yes, mm-hmm. times have changed.
1: Yeah, back then.
3: Yeah, like two <laughs> years ago, right? So you better either, you know, <clears throat> if you're Carolina – uh, and I'm not talking about fans or, or anybody else. I'm mean, institutionally, uh, you either got to have a, a robust NIL thing if you're going to compete for great players in men's basketball, um, <clears throat> or you need a guy like Frank Martin that could go find guys. Now, I'll tell you this, too. As far as these collectives go, uh, Frank Martin, you must have a collective. That's a basketball school. He's probably going to have millions to work with up there, you know, because that's that's the focus. Okay, so that's number one. You know, number two, uh, I'm not gonna sit here and insult your intelligence and tell you guys everything's hunky dory and this team looks well coached because it doesn't. And that's the bottom line. I'm not I'm not gonna indict Lamont Paris after seven games, but these guys aren't on the same page, none of them. They and in this in this they can't shoot. Well, we've we've seen that before. Uh their defense is horrible. Uh they don't really run the offense through G.G. Jackson, uh, you know, th- that's kind of the bottom line uh, with men's basketball right now. Um, and it's going to be a really long year. Now, you know, what What do you do? Well, if I'm Lamont Paris, I'm, I'm probably uh, going to see what I can do to fix it, um, number one. Uh, and then number two, if I can't, and Daniel Hank and Sanford, Sanford and Zach Davis and G.G. Jackson and uh, Josh Gray, uh, Anybody's got a, more than a year of eligibility left is going to play most of the minutes. You know, there's no reason for, for Bourdonk to be in there right now. He's not that. Nope. The more Josh Gray plays, uh, the better he gets. And he's seven foot, two hundred four. foot. There's no reason for that. Um, you know, and that's what I'm going to do if I'm Lamont Paris. And I'm going to pray that I don't go 0 19 in the SEC like the Clapper did at Vanderbilt. Now, the Clapper had a bunch of four and five stars, which, which made what he did egregious, uh, at Vandy and he deserved to get fired. And that's why I call him the clapper because really all he did was clap. Um, Lamont doesn't have nearly that many good players, but you know, you can't get blown out by, a, by not just good mid-major teams. Cause that happens in basketball, but you know, mediocre mid-major teams. Uh, I just, uh, uh, and it's baffling. I mean, you know, I, the, the 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 team they look completely lost, and I don't I don't know what happened to that team that beat Clemson. Um, and I know they've had injuries and stuff like that. And I'm not I'm not trying to be critical. So that's those are, those are the two things about men's basketball people need to understand. It's number one, uh, you, you're, not gonna, you're not going to you're not going to out of recruiting or the portal uh, in that sport unless things change. Okay. Uh, and whether that's Park Avenue coming back online.
1: <clears throat> Ooh, JC, we're having some hard trouble with the audio today. Wonder if we can get him in and out again. Hey, we're, yeah. Are you back?
3: <laughs> yeah. Was I off?
1: Yeah. You, you froze up there. I, I don't know what happened.
3: Oh, I'm sorry. Did I leave, did I leave off? on oh, my bad. Um, yeah. yeah, Clint says Paris didn't do all that well in the portal. Yeah, Clint, he, you know, the, the kid that was going to come from Chattanooga with him uh, signed a really good NIL deal with Gonzaga. <laughs> um, you know, you, you just sort of had to take who you can get. Uh, you know, I, I, can, I can tell you right now, the only person on the team with an NIL deal is G.G. Ja- Jackson, uh, unless there's some smaller kind of deals that some of the guys have got. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so that's the bottom line. Um, you know, with Park Avenue, like I said, with the NCAA guidance that that's come out, they're kind of pausing, they think they will get it back started. Um, but it's just one of those things, and I'm sorry it froze up to It's probably my internet. Uh mm. a helicopter was flying around. Strange things freeze the internet up here, like a like the garbage man will come and the internet will freeze, or the dog will bark <laughs> or whatever. Um, so um uh, <laughs> You know, so Tristan, uh, all right, Tristan's like, number one, are we getting, all right, so Nana Sports Chat Box. By the way, the poll question today, and I'll answer, I'll I'll go with Tristan first. Poll question is, not will, but should Spencer Rattler return uh, to South Carolina in
0: 2023?
3: Should. In in your opinion, do you think, uh, you think he needs one more year? Just as a, I mean, you know, try to take your Garnet color glasses off and and forget about the what ifs for a little while. (laughs) Uh, but, but that's okay. If you just want to say, yeah, because I'm a, I'm a Gamecock fan and I I want to, I'd like to win big with him next year. So that's fine. That's the poll question on Twitter. I think it was about 77%. Yes. He should come back. Um, 76 goes, who is the new OC and when does the Mullen and Browse era begin? (laughs) Uh, Mullen or Browse. Uh, and I'll get to Dan Mullen here in a second. Lance is still drunk from Saturday. It's Thursday, buddy. But, uh, Hell, I can't say I blame you, man. No. <laughs> you know, uh, so that's the deal. Craig was the heck
1: of a weekend. Yeah, it still feels good.
3: <laughs> lower level Gator Bowl tickets starting at 43. I saw them for 35. <laughs> Carolina's probably not going the Gator Bowl. I mean, I'm just hmm. you know. Uh, oh, Clint says apparently the Ohio State thing was legal. Oh well. <laughs> um the violation for David, I didn't think you could go to visit recruits and take selfies uh, last week. That's why everybody's staying in. Um, Craig says, Gigi's not a top 10 player in the country. He hasn't played like it yet, right? He's no. just a kid, though. Uh, Craig says, you have your Chevy Cobalt, too. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan says, uh, we're getting Mulliner now. <laughs> I think I- I'm going to address that right now, I- I- and I'm sorry to go back. Dan Mullen is a name that Brad Crawford and I both heard from different sources. And when you track things like this, you talk to people that are like involved with the agent community. You talk to people that like cover coaching searches for a living. Uh, You talk to sources at other schools. Uh, I don't ever mention a name unless I get it from two different people. And that that's how Mullen popped up and Gamecock Twitter went nuts.
2: Yeah, uh,
3: they, 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 tracked a the university plane to, uh, uh, DeKalb executive airport. I used to live near there and then kind of came up with the idea that because Mullen lives on Lake Oconee, which by the way, he's neighbors with the beavers and he knows Shane that is, there is a connection there. He's also familiar with Pete Limbo. They came up from the same area, right? In the Northeast. Uh, so, so there are some loose connections there and he you know he coached against Carolina or whatever and I think he's on SEC network and that's out of Charlotte so but they tracked the plane to, to the school plane to decab I don't know what they were doing there it wasn't beamer or anybody and and decided to tweet that Greensboro Georgia is an hour outside of Atlanta well first of all it's probably more like two two and a half uh, from Decab executive all the way around 285. All the way down 20, and then all the way into Lake Oconee. Maybe two hours and 10 if you're speeding. Uh, So the ideal, I mean, if you're going to meet somebody at Lake Oconee and you're going to fly, you'd probably fly into Augusta um, or uh, drive, which which then it's not traceable. Um, So that's it. So, you know, I think, you know, as far as just, hey, theoretically, if you would hire Dan Mullen as the OC, you're not going to get anybody better uh, as far as resume goes. I mean, listen to this. You're talking about Dan Mullen, who, as an OC, right, coached Alex Smith, number one draft pick in the <laughs> draft, right, uh, was the OC for an undefeated Utah team uh, that won the Fiesta Bowl, didn't lose a game out of the Mountain West. He was a two-time national championship winning OC at Florida. He coached Tim Tebow, who won the Heisman, and then a, and, and then coached Dak Prescott at Mississippi State, and recently, oh, I don't know, Coach Kyle Trask uh, and had a little tight end on his team named Kyle Pitts, <laughs> uh, who's a lot like Jaheim Bell. Uh, also, you look at the personnel at South Carolina. Well, you know, what, what, what You know look what he did at Florida, okay? Uh, Juju McDowell, see Chris Rainey, Jeff Dimps that he had when Urban was there, right? Uh, Juice Wells, see Percy Harvin or name your receiver when Urban Meyer was there. Uh, Luke Doty told you about Tebow and Prescott, you know, Rattler look at Alex Smith and, uh, to a lesser extent, Chris Leak who won a national title for them. Uh, uh you know, I, it, it, of course, of course, if you can hire Dan Mullen, you're going to do it. Now, I don't think there's a snowball's chance. This has happened. Uh, I would put it at like less than 5%. This is a name that's out there. And, and you don't know the motivations behind it. My job is to give you guys names because if I don't give you guys names, you know, uh, I saw something, one of the 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 rogue Facebook pages page put something up about Jake Spavital, and uh, didn't even have the facts straight about him. And like he could be the guy. I mean, like, you know, when Beamer got hired, somebody else put out like Mangus was going to be the OC. And as much as I wanted, I would love for that to happen. And then Charlie Strong on defense, I, I was that that was never going to happen. Um, so it's my job to kind of, if I get legit info to pass it along, but you know, and I said yesterday, Kendall Browse is a name to watch. I think we all knew that, uh, Graham Harrell from West Virginia is a name to watch. We all knew that. I confirmed those, uh, those aren't the top three Beamer's not waiting to see what Mullin or Browse says before, he, you know, those are just names We're, it's way too early. He hasn't, there's been no formal interviews at all that. I don't think he's not working on it but you know i think with what happened the last two weeks they're buying time yeah i mean they i mean sorry not they're not buying time they bought some time they bought some time and then tristan says working in spartanburg day eat lunch and dinner well uh the beacon's awesome obviously uh i would also say uh if you're just kind of looking for something else go to uh go to papa's papa's breakfast nook uh get either the trash can omelet or the spartan burger uh, they only take cash last I checked, but that's that's good eating. Uh, in the burger, and there's also Ike's. Ike's, yeah, Ike's, Ike's a is Ike's killer mm-hmm. if you want to go have a, a, a cocktail for lunch or a beer. Mine and Phil's favorite place, of course, is the New Way. You
1: could head to the New Way, that's the, right. Get an certain, excellent cheeseburger there as well.
3: Yeah, super, super cheeseburger, hot dog or whatever, hot dog and onion. Yeah, so you, you got a lot of options. Dinner, uh, I like basil's myself in Spartanburg. Uh, there's a lot of newer places since I've lived there. I don't know about Greenville. And Craig says Ink and Ivy in Greenville's good. And it is. And it's a cool bar, too. Uh, so we'll see sort of what happens. Trey Trey also mentions Groucho's in downtown Spartanburg. STP with a side of 45. That mm-hmm. is good eating right there, the STP dipper. And I hope I, I quit freezing. Um, Clint says the fact that you heard his name from more than one source is interesting, though, JC. I agree. And that's why I passed it along. I just don't want people to get nut jobby over it, you know, and because and, what <laughs> happens is, you know, none of you that listen to the show or get on the big spur that follow this stuff, uh, none of you kind of, you guys understand, but like people on Twitter, uh, you know, that just get their news from Twitter and Facebook, it, it, uh you know, it gets bad because what those people think is, okay, Dan Mullins, that was the name that was out there. That's who everybody's talking about damn Mullen didn't get the job, so Shane failed to get him. And then some people who are really psycho will blame Ray Tanner for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when, when when, the reality is, there's probably no no interest. It, it's probably something that's been floated in order to get Mullen a some other kind of... I, you, know, you know how these things work, guys, and, and we know that, but that's it. Uh Tilton says, would you prefer Browse or Mullen? Uh, I'll say it. If you can get Mullen, get him. I don't think you can do it. Uh uh, if you can get him, I mean, I love Kendall Bryles, but you know, you, you, I want, I think South Carolina, I think Shane Beamer needs to hire the very best offensive coordinator he can possibly hire with a track record. And I said that don't worry about names, worry about track record, but those guys have great track records, right? Oh, Queasy mentioned sugar and spice. Yeah, that's that's not bad either. Oh, and Wade's God, how did I forget Wade's Phil? Phil. Oh, well, he's Can't, mad. Why, yeah. did, why yeah. did didn't you remind you me of Wade's?
1: Three? I know, yeah. Phil,
3: yeah. Phil, you gotta, you gotta save me on this, man. It's been a Wade's. while
1: since I've been up there too, JC. It's
3: <laughs> mm. <laughs> Wade's actually takes credit cards now. They used to take cash. And yeah. Mildred, <laughs> Mildred, the uh, the legendary cashier there, passed away. I saw. I follow Wade's on Instagram. Mildred passed away. Oh. It's, like it's sad. Mm. Uh, Smith says, J.C., off topic, do you think his basketball team can win 10 games? Not right now. Not the way they're playing. I don't see very many wins. I mean, you're get you getting blown out by George Washington, you know. Uh, so, oh, uh J.C., what was the name of that bar across from the highway from USCS back in the day? That was – Phil, do you remember that? It was the old Fats Cafe. They made a – I never went there. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, no. We did not go there very we, often. We um, went
3: to – we were like PJ's PJ's Bar and Grill fans in the old Pizza Hut. Yeah,
1: yeah, down there on uh, what was that, Asheville Highway? Yeah. Gosh, I can't remember it because we used to have to drive by it, and then you drive under the tunnel to go under the highway. And, God, yeah, um, it was, and it yeah, it was. It like a roadhouse kind long time. Deal. Yeah, yeah, it was a fast yeah. for.
3: Josh says I RAX. I guess RAX was that it. R A X. Sorry, I'm getting choked up thinking about the old days. That's right. Um, <laughs> walking down that lane uh, lane. Brian says, what kind of salary would you have to give them on to come to South Carolina? I don't know that he'd come for any amount, really. Uh, I would guess someone like him would be worth 2.1, 2.2 uh, for, as a coordinator. Um, <laughs> uh, JC says, JC and our Phil, if you all would either of y'all reach out to Kevin someone, I would not. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. I, I just... He, he hadn't been an OC in a long time. Arizona was a disaster. Texas Tech did not end well. Didn't have a really great season at Texas Tech, except the yeah. one year when Cl- Cliff Kingsbury was his OC. Uh, I just don't know. I would not. I would steer. I don't even, I can't even believe his name would be uh, out there. And I heard it on the radio this morning, and I'm like, Kevin Sumlin. Mm-hmm. No, nah, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Will says, "Is there a big need to make a hire for the early signing period of transfer portal, Phil?" Um, I don't
1: yeah, you know. Th- I, I, I like you just said, Jay Z. I think you bought yourself some time with the two big wins at the end of the season. I don't think you got to go into panic mode right now.
3: Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I think that uh I think their recruiting will be just fine. They're they're not. Most of the offensive guys they have committed in this class are receivers, running backs, and uh, offensive linemen and tight ends. And none of those guys appear to be wavering at all. Because, I mean, look, man, Satterfield did a good job recruiting quarterbacks, uh, but these guys all came to play for Shane Beaver. Um, and I I think it it wasn't so much about like you need to have some now had they had they gotten blown out the last two games, the offense looked like crap. Everybody's down because they're six and six. You know, South Carolina's not the talk of college football. Uh, yeah, you know, that that needed to happen quick. You know, you need to have somebody in place. But, you know, now I think you can kind of wait and see. And you got guys that you may want to, you know, uh, hire that are in bowl games and maybe the playoff. Who knows? I mean, so I, I – you know, I don't think time is of the essence as much as it was. Uh, and I also think that with regards to the, the transfer portal, the staff is good enough, uh, to kind of go and, and sell, so to speak. Yeah, so that, that's the deal there. And, and Will said, you know, re- recruits want to know who the OC is. Yeah, well, the current players I think are going to be fine. I think that, uh, with recruits, especially in the portal, you, you kind of want to get there, but. I mean, all you got to do, really, I think if you're Shane Beamer, say, we're going to do just what we did the last two games of the season <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, and light people on fire. And didn't that look like fun? Why don't you come on and play? And then your culture and relationships and all that take over. Um, uh, RB says, uh, not arguing, JC, but what is the point of buying time? Uh, I, I, I don't know that they intentionally bought time. I think the last two weeks have changed the equation. Uh, like I said, now you can just point at the last two games and say, well, we're getting a new OC. Here's how we fixed it with him. We're getting somebody in here that's going to do this every game. Doesn't it look like fun? Come win a championship. And, and yeah, I that, think you'll I mean, be fine.
1: That stems um, what could have been a very ugly departure series yeah. for the portal. You know, it was like yeah. that's that's what that was worth. That's worth, okay, you know, we we don't have to run into the portal because you know Marcus Satterfield is still hanging around, even though he should be. You know, and and that that just would have been ugly.
3: Yeah, I mean, and Arby says, I feel yeah. That's oh, that a... that. like a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still convinced the world ended and we're living in like an alternate reality right now. But anyway. Right. Uh, he says, I feel like being ahead of the curve is positive. Well, it's not – you're not really ahead of the curve, you know, especially if you take a guy that's just out of work or something, you know, uh, but you want the guy that's coaching in the whatever bowl and and his head coaching gonna be too fired up about him leaving right in the middle of recruiting. Please stay, help, you know. Uh, these guys are mercenaries. Uh, and he talks about before they get scooped up. Well, I'll say this, uh, it's, uh, it, 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 here's, the, here's the thing, like, like with Auburn, like, uh, let's say Kendall Browse, who, who Auburn's interested in, uh, you know, has an offer from Auburn. And, and if he thinks Auburn is a good place to work at all, which a lot of guys do, it's a better job, it's a better program than South Carolina. Uh, he's not coming to South Carolina, he's going to Auburn. Coaches want the path of least resistance. And so it doesn't really matter. You're, you're not if Alabama has an opening and you go hire the guy Saban wants right now, uh, and then Alabama says, "Oh, wait a minute, we had this guy leave for the NFL. Once you come here. He's leaving you and going to Alabama, and you're going to be that that much further behind." That's kind of how this thing works. Now, if there was a no-brainer out there, layup that you just go get, and he's the best guy for the job, great, I agree. Uh, but we'll revisit this. We got to talk about the bowl, Chris Phillips coming up right after these messages. Got to get to a break inside the Gamecocks to show.
0: Just as your State Farm agent combines goodness
3: If you're a listener, you know I feel strongly that if you're in the upstate and are in need of real estate services, Cindy Searfoss is your go-to person. Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane uh, can help you with any of your realty needs right there in the upstate of South Carolina, Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson, Oconee, uh, Pickens, wherever you are, Cindy can help you with that. She's married to a die. hard Gamecock fan has been in the upstate for more than 35 years. Right there in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue. Contact Cindy 864 414 5271 or email csearfoss, C-S-E-A-R-F-O-S-S at cbkane.com. C B C A I N E. That's Cindy Searfoss, a proud sponsor of the Inside the Game Cox podcast. Check her out. We've already gotten several emails from listeners. Uh, that are very impressed with her professionalism and her ability to help you with your real estate needs. 864 414 5271. Cindy Sear of Caldwell, Baker, Kane.
0: If you're looking to sell or buy multifamily. Gamecocks.
2: Family vacations at New... These folks are incredible. ihelpconsulting.com. How can I help you?
3: Attention golfers of all ages and skill sets. Former Gamecock Golfer Meredith Taylor will be a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina very, very soon. You want to take advantage of this opportunity? If you're like me and you got to get a whole lot better at golf or even if you're looking to refine your swing, Yep, time to get back to the show. Shoot.
0: All right, my man.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Game Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show itself is sponsored by uh, Express Sun Rooms. Give uh, John Barber a call, 803-446-4662. First hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Sirfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call. For all your upstate residential real estate needs, 864-414-5271. And we now have, I'm sorry, y'all, this, (laughs) here's here's what's going on. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> nothing i'm clicking today is working <laughs> So uh, as i'm ha- i'm having to do two, three, four, five things but joining us now on mckellar enterprises guest line is none other than chris phillips from the spurs up show chris hell of a win this weekend you still riding high man
4: oh yeah yeah i'm still on cloud nine you know it's, it's been kind of nice i was telling people that uh you know, my my head was spinning for a good seventy two hours after the game, so it felt kind of good yesterday. Honestly, for the dust to settle a little bit, you know, in regards to you just you just can't make enough content, you can't make enough merch. But I mean, obviously, a great problem to have, and it feels so good. And I'm so happy for Gamecock Nation, and obviously, Gamecock Football is doing a great job putting out the content as well. But uh, oh yeah, man, how, how could you not be? How could you not be on cloud nine? I even went on a Clemson podcast last night and talked about the game because for some reason they. They thought it was a good idea to invite me on, so no, I, I appreciate those guys. And, you know, we got to relive the game again, and yeah, man, it's it's uh, almost beyond words, man. Didn't try to describe it, and the emotions, and just the elation, and some of the some of the relief, if you will, winning that game. But uh, certainly a game that none of us will, will ever forget anytime soon. You know, it's uh, I've created a little tradition. One of my good buddies here, uh, the last two Sundays, we've rewatched each of the games. Right, SF Cocking, shout out to the legend on YouTube that has thrown up. Those games with the radio commentary overlaid, and so going back and like watching those, and obviously watching that that Clemson game. Just, I mean, what a game! What a day! What a win! And and now, obviously, we get into per sources season. We get into the OC search season. <laughs> that, but no, nah, I mean, it's uh, still certainly uh, on cloud nine and and loving every second of it. Just thinking back to what happened over the weekend.
3: Chris Phillips from the the Spurs Up Show joins us each and every Thursday. Uh, so uh, before we get started with the Yeah, the football questions. uh, So what merch do you have specific to this game? And tell everybody where they can find it. Because I get asked about Mm. that a lot. I want to always send people your way because I think it's cool.
4: Yeah, no, for sure. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I've actually collabed with a girl named Jocelyn that's a senior at South Carolina. And she approached me a couple of weeks back. And super, super talented, really creative. You know, does everything, these drawings on her iPad and stuff like that. I mean, really talented. And she just – approached me and was like, hey, I, you know, I'd love to help out with some merch, do some different things. And, you know, ironically enough, everything happens for a reason. It was right when it was the week of the, uh, the Tennessee game, if you will. So, of course, South Carolina wins that one. And she's like, hey, like, I think a victory T-shirt would do really well. And I was like, for sure. And she sent over the design. And there you go. And then, of course, going into the Clemson game, I'm like, well, duh, if we win this one, we got to drop a victory T. And uh, so just to show you where my level of confidence was, I was already plotting like a victory T-shirt before the game before the game ever happened and i was like just leave a spot so we can put the final score in there so if you go to any of our social media and you click uh it'll be the top link and it's the tsus made by jocelyn collab uh if you click that that's where you can find we've got the we've got the palmetto bowl champions t-shirts we've even even got like like prints like poster prints of it that you can buy because it's made to look like it's like all the headlines from the game put together it's a really really cool thing and again it's supporting her. Um, she does a fantastic job, and she's an up-and-coming, you know, aspiring, wants to be in you know, graphic design and merchandise and what have you, everything that comes with that. So I just thought it was a no-brainer, obviously, man. Um, you know, I, I love helping out other creators and collabing to, to bring value to the masses. And so, yeah, if you go click the link in our social media, any of our social media channels is our link tree, and it's the top link there, and it'll be the TSUS Made by Jocelyn collab. We've also posted it all across social media. And the last day to order them, is tomorrow because we've got to cut it off at some point because the outpouring of support has been insane and uh you know we're, we're we're fulfilling all the orders ourselves for this one so obviously it's uh trying to keep the workload somewhat manageable but dude it's it's been awesome man it's just you know everything that comes with winning man i, I tell people the best thing that could happen to my business and the best thing that could happen to us all right is that it's out of our control it's south kind winning football games so uh, yeah. You know, we we, we we certainly are critical and we critique and we call it as we see it. And that's what makes this thing great. But never get it twisted. We all want to see the same thing, which is Carolina win. It benefits us all. So, uh, no, nah, it's been truly a blessing, man. It's been incredible. So,
3: yeah, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, when, when things are bad, how's business? And, and it, it, it can be good, you know, especially yeah. when change comes. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing like. The trifecta of of two top ten wins in a row, and then a coordinator change that everybody and their brother wanted. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I've, I've I've been doing this. I've had the big spur since 7 mm. I've never seen anything like this. Uh, and from traffic to say, yeah. subscription yeah. sales, I mean, it's been yeah. to try to an audience here doubled in a, in a week. Yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah. So, so with the game itself, I mm. I thought I actually. Clemson's, uh, if they weren't so good on defense, mm. uh, I don't think they would have been in the game at the end. Uh, you know, yeah. they got a, a safety and a pick six. Carolina threw a pick in the end zone early. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminded me of the 6 game a lot because a lot went against Carolina, and they kept playing and won. Mm. But, you know, I, I thought even though it was a one-point game, South Carolina was clearly the better football team mm. on that day. Maybe not as many NFL guys or whatever, but I, I thought on Saturday – Mm -hmm. South Carolina was the better football team and it was Clemson that was really fortunate. I thought, uh, that it wasn't a a bigger score.
4: Oh, I agree 110% JC. And that's, you know when you sit here and you think about it, because I think a lost, a lot obviously gets lost in the emotion and it's just like, everything's flying a thousand miles an hour, but you look back, isn't it crazy to think that, you know, I, I picked South Carolina to win, but I I thought it would be, you got to get these turnovers, special teams and, you know, Clemson's all this talent, like, Carolina looked like the team that should have been the 14 and a half point favorite. And it's like the last two weeks, they've looked that way. They look like they should have been the team that was favored. And I think what it showed is number one, you had talent the whole time. And number two, when you couple that talent playing free and with a supreme confidence, you kind of get what we saw, but uh, no Clemson Clemson was very fortunate to lose by one point. I mean, you mentioned it, the pick six, the pick in the red zone, the, 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 which I still just, because you won, it's not talked about as much, but the, the botched backwards pass that was obviously a backwards pass that oh. should have been probably a scoop and score. Um, yeah. You know, I, that, that to me was, was – I, I was losing my mind during the game of that. But, no, I think Clemson was very, very fortunate. I, I thought what was just so impressive is the way that this team – you know, we had seen in years past, and we talked about mental edge, J.C., going in the game in years past. It just felt like Clemson kind of put their foot on your throat and you never had an answer. I was so impressed with how this team – you went down fourteen to nothing, and I was a little bit anxious. I was a little bit nervous. I'm not going to lie, and I think most of Gamecock Nation was as well. But this team continued to fight, jab, 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 jab. Got back in the game, got the lead late, and uh, you know, a, a complete team win. I mean, really, all three phases of the game contributed in different parts of the game. Right? You had great plays on offense. Obviously, your defense bowed up and drop their nuts as cam smith likes to say beamer ball i mean a huge part of the game so a complete team effort great job by the coaching staff and for this team to show the resiliency which they did and i love that you made the point jc because i said it many times as well so eerily similar to 06 you know you were down 28 to 14 yeah. in that game You were down about two scores in that one hey a late field goal puts you in the lead same exact thing so it, it was it was eerily similar and i mean you just you can't say enough good things about what it means for shane beamer and this football team this football program and and, uh, you know, to have the back-to-back top 10 wins. But I, I think the biggest takeaway for me is just for the first time in so long, we saw a South Carolina football team not flinch when Clemson punched. And, and J.C., I could go as far to say, I, I don't know that Clemson knew how to handle that. I, I think Clemson was almost stunned. And it's like this Carolina <laughs> football team was not just going to lay down and let them do whatever. This Game Cox football team punched back and punched back in a big way, and they kept doing so until late in the game. But I, I agree with you. I, it could have been a – Double digit win for South Carolina very easily, but hey, whether you win by one point or you win by fifty,
3: winning this game that's all that really matters in the end. Oh, there's no question. I, and I thought you know, Carolina special teams obviously, you know there were no fakes. There were no Kai Kroger didn't throw a pass, but Kai Kroger, um, you know, was, was amazing. You know, with the field position, and and I think they kind of figured out. Look, Clemson, when you back a team up like that, they get conservative. They're more predictable. They can't kind of. Get out the bag of trips, tricks, and get a cheap score. Uh, Carolina tightened against the run. Clemson had 15 yards fourth quarter. Um, Yeah, you know another part of it, uh, Chris. I think you know people forget this. uh, Darius Rush dropped a pick six early.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. That 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 was uh, that was a moment. That was a moment where you really felt like when you dropped the pick six. And then yeah. they got to pick six. It was like, you know, normally that those type of things don't happen and you win the ball game. So, yeah, you know, I, I, great job to overcome that as well.
3: Yeah, I thought so. Nate Atkins, what, what you, I mean, that was that was a heroic performance. I, we had, a, I guess, on, on the Big Spur YouTube page, we had an interview with him after the game, and I posted it on, on our Facebook. I put, this man is a hero. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> because he is.
3: Dude. I mean, my goodness. You know, you, you catch a 32-yard pass, your blocking has made a difference all year in protecting Rattler. And then, lo and behold, on special teams, the, the, to seal the game, you punch the ball out uh, from none other than Antonio Williams, who,
2: yeah. you know,
3: obviously <laughs> broke Carolina's heart in recruiting. I mean, it just couldn't have been drawn up any better than that.
4: Yeah, the the irony, by the way, JC of of that final fumble and who it was, and you know, I, I again, I was so caught up in the emotion and the elation, and I, I was I was more concerned in regards to dancing on the graves of Clemson as a whole than one player. Yeah, but I don't think the irony was lost on anybody. Why that was so sweet, and just kind of how maybe karma's too strong, but just how things tend to play themselves out. Anyways, though, back to Nate Atkins. Yeah, he he was phenomenal. I, I mean, I'll, I'll be totally honest. When he first signed with Carolina, I, I didn't have many high expectations because I was thinking more like Stogner, Bell, even Trey Kenyon. But my yeah. goodness, Nate. I mean, Nate Atkins looked like Pat DeMarco. I mean, he did his best Pat DeMarco impersonation. And that one-handed catch, that's probably the catch of the year. I, I think you could argue that maybe <laughs> was the catch of the year for Boy. Carolina. And, and when you think of momentum and, And what that meant, right, that was a huge drive. I think, right, you were going down there. It was 14 to nothing at that point.
0: Mm -hmm. He
4: he makes that catch, and sort of you get that spark going. It's those type of big plays I think you have to make in a game like that to win a game like that. So, I mean, again, man, there's so many guys that you can highlight and such a team effort and a team win, and I think that's something that makes it so sweet. And I think what's awesome, too, is like you look at the game – Clemson didn't give you the game. You went out there and took it. You earned yeah. it. You won it. You didn't they didn't lose it. You won it. And um, you know, I, I think, you know, good teams, in regards to you look at the special teams plays, and you know, I think teams that work their tails off and you have a coach like Shane Beamer who's resilient and positive and you put yourself you know I think it was it was a Gary player that said it you know the more I practice the luckier I get well when you keep putting yourself in good positions and busting your ass and staying positive and believing good things are going to happen to some people it might sound corny but from the athlete side of things typically at some point things do break your way like it works out and I think that's what you saw for Carolina and they took advantage and again South Carolina took that game Clemson didn't lose it and I think that was something that made that so sweet as well.
3: I think Spencer Rattler, it was almost better that he wasn't on from the start yeah. uh, and he faced some adversity, and, mm-hmm. and then you could see it click. Probably around – you know, the first touchdown passing through to Juice was on fourth down. Everybody yeah. was nervous, but then he threw it in there, and it was like a beautiful pass. Yeah, uh, And then the the rushing touchdown when he, he trucked the guy, but he, he wasn't mm-hmm. going to be denied there. Yeah. Uh, and then from then on, he was money. And uh, yeah. I, I think that's – Probably the first time this year we've seen Spencer like start slow, but then got back to the maybe the level he was at for Tennessee uh, down the stretch. Maybe not quite that good, but he he still yeah. made some huge throws. The throw to Juice to pull it within thirty to twenty eight is crazy. I've been saying all year get Juice the ball. I think you've been saying the same <laughs> thing. I, I think we all know now why. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head with that one, JC. Because he, I mean, the last two weeks, you know, you know, we we talked, we compared the Tennessee game to like his version of Garcia against Bama. Well, if that's the case, then Juice Wells is basically Alshon Jeffrey because that's mm-hmm. that's the role he's playing. You know what I mean? And uh, no, I I agree with you that I, I would say the Clemson victory and the Clemson performance for Rattler is I would actually argue more impressive than Tennessee because hey, everybody has a night where it's all working out, right? It's just clicking. It's your night, right? But to follow it up with a game in which you start so poorly, so slow, could have completely broken his confidence, could have completely crumbled him, and for him to bounce back and show that resilience, I mean, just a gutsy, gutsy play call, number one, gutsy throw on fourth down, and then to put your head down. And once he did that, he trucked the guy. Went in the I said, okay, here, here we go. Rattler's rolling now. He's feeling it. He's feeling good. He, you know, he, He's playing with that moxie, that swag. We love to see him operate with, and from there on, it was on, man. So, Uh, You you can't say enough good things about QB1, and I mentioned this the other day, guys, that I I just really believe, and I I hope Rattler's back next year. I I know it's kind of speculation at this point. I'm I'm not going to make any assumptions about his future, but I'll say this. For this season, I think we all really need to take a step back and and show appreciation for what Rattler did, because I know the stats for 95% of the season were ugly, and I think most of us probably don't put all the blame on him, but all I heard all preseason was about his attitude, and he he's this as a teammate, and he's going to be a cancer in the locker room, and can Shane Beamer tame his ego? And, guys, we literally didn't talk about that once all year. And in a season in which he would have been probably right to be frustrated, he probably would have been right to be throwing his helmet on the sideline or be getting in a shouting match with an offensive coach or to be frustrated. His numbers were – I mean, they, they spoke for themselves – For him to have just kept his head down and keep fighting and stay positive and it eventually working out. And I I just, I think that needs to be recognized even more. And for him to be a great leader, because you don't win a game like that against Clemson without great leadership from that position. So I I just really do. I tip my cap. I hope he's back. But if he's not, I, I, you know, I think a a thanks is in order for Spencer Rattler for he he has cemented himself as, as, in my mind, as a Gamecock legend based off these last two weeks
0: alone.
3: Absolutely. It's the best two-week period in program history. Juice Wells, yeah. uh, back to him for one second.
2: Mm.
3: Uh, this play may get lost because it's fun to go back. You mentioned the SF cockings, right? Uh, and I like to watch those too, right? I like to just get the – I watch the whole game, then I'll go watch the highlights and all that. The The play uh, to get the final first down uh, to clinch the game, you know, the next place victory formation, is the yeah. wide receiver screen. Uh, and that wide receiver screen, for some reason – they were they were running it a little different instead of out of a bunch tight formation where there's a lot of guys they were spread. they were kind of running a tra- more of a traditional little slip screen right there uh, and thought oh, that was good because he got about 15 16 yards two or three times the last one though the blocking failed miserably and <laughs> and it was all juice yes, hundred yeah. percent effort heart toughness and we've seen the video. Sat sitting there. Eric Douglas called that play, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, "Well, man, that's awesome," uh, yeah. and and it worked out, and it was all because of effort. I mean, it's one thing to be talented, but when mm-hmm. you're talented and have that kind of desire, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think you can be special.
4: Yeah, hard to stop a guy like that, right? It's almost impossible. So it's uh, now that and that play, you could almost say was a microcosm of that game. It, just a, a team that, you know, I I, I hate to because it's hard to quantify you know, when you say these things, but wanted it more. Carolina wanted it more than Clemson did it almost felt like at times. So uh that that play again I thought was a microcosm of it and again like like you said when you combine a great talent that is Juice Wells with with great effort and great intensity and a want to and a belief and um and I believe that's kind of what Shane Beamer's building this program to be and and I you know one of my other big takeaways is I hope they carry you know, because Shane Beamer is still so early in his tenure, right? I, I know we want results now, results now. But Beamer, it's it's just year two. It's still so uh, – I, I just hope that these last two weeks, that sort of drop your nuts mentality, that playing with nothing to lose, that playing with an edge, that, you know, I could argue playing like a Gamecock, you know what I mean, just fighting till the bitter end no matter what, I really hope that becomes our identity as a football program. Like, I, I know it's not always going to work out for you, but I'd love to be known as that team that you just don't want to play. Like, you don't look forward to playing us because it's it's we have nothing to lose. We never have anything to lose. Like, we're the underdog for life, and we wear that badge of honor, and we will continue to play that way and fight and scratch. in Georgia, you might beat us by three touchdowns, but it's going to be hell for 60 minutes, and you're going to be glad once you get past us on your schedule. Like, stuff like that, you know what I mean? So I, I just love – because more often than not, when you play with that attitude and that tenacity – more often than not, it is going to work out for you. Because it's the man that's willing to die in the fight that normally wins the fight. You know what I mean? He's not holding anything back. So I I just – I love that. And, again, that play was kind of like a microcosm of just – you know, and you get your playmakers in space. And Beamer's talked about now in this OC search, we want a guy that gets the ball to our playmakers and just lets them make plays. Because at the end of the day, we talk about coaching, and it's it's super important, obviously. But the players are the ones that are making the plays. So – um, just a great individual effort by a guy, but again, a microcosm of what the last two weeks were and what the last week was obviously. And, um, again, the team that deserved to win Saturday did that, that was, that was the beautiful thing.
3: You have a bowl preference. Uh, you know, I,
4: I, I think, uh, Tampa would be fun because we'd probably make some pretty epic content with the Roach King, Stephen Garcia. That, that would be pretty dope, <laughs> but, but here's the, here's the thing, JC, I, I, You know, I think playing like a Notre Dame would be awesome. I I don't really though. There's not a bowl that I. You know, we're going to a Florida bowl game, so I'm not really going to be disappointed either way. Um, I've only been to one bowl. Excuse me, two bowl games in my entire life. The first ever bowl game I ever went to was 2018 Belk Bowl against Virginia. So then last year I went to the Mayo Bowl. It was like it's only up from there. And of course that was uh, that was great. But I've been to two bowl games, both in Charlotte. So I'm looking forward to going to a Florida bowl game. So. I'm not going to be too nitpicky, but would I rather play a Notre Dame than play like a Illinois? I mean, certainly. But whether it's Jacksonville, whether it's Tampa, whether it's Orlando, I'm, I'm just I'm ecstatic for Gamecocks football to to get down to a a sunny Florida bowl game, and you know this fan base is going to travel incredibly well. So, um, no, it's exciting, man. I'm, I'm shoot, I'm happy wherever we go
3: absolutely absolutely well chris uh looking forward to being on with you later today man as we always do and uh thanks for the segment that was great stuff and uh here we go off season lots of moves being made recruiting all that we'll be sure to talk about all that next week
4: yeah man jc phil i appreciate it. i want to say thank y'all so much man one hell of a season one hell of a ride and jc we'll see you at 115 my
3: man appreciate all right, y'all see you ya. mm-hmm. That is Chris Phillips from the Spurs Up Show with high energy joins us every Thursday. I didn't get to everything I wanted to because I was I was kind of distracted by the, the technical issues too. And yeah, it's uh, it's uh, crazy.
1: they should I, be I, resolved, Jason. I think we're fine.
3: I think we're fine. <laughs> um Josh makes a point. He's coming in off our Facebook page to the Tennessee Clemson game. Does that put Spencer back in the draft or does he come back? I don't know. I think it's up in the air. I'll just say this, and like I said, Bradford said yesterday, and and I kind of have talked to some people. Tony Morrell talked about it today too. It's going to kind of depend on his draft grade, uh, what he gets told. I'll say this: some guys have get bad advice. Spencer's not going to get bad advice. Spencer's got a good in, in, inner circle, um, all that good stuff. But if there there is a chance, Rattler Wells. And I think of all of them, Wells is ready to go. But I also, right. of all of them, he's the one I've heard the most that may come back. So Rattler, Wells, Bell, Lloyd—if they all come back next year and they get a competent OC, it can be uh, it can be a special year on offense. Now there's some pieces that they need to add on defense through the portal line, especially linebacker and I think edge too. Uh, Zach Pickens, I think you know, having accepted the Senior Bowl invite, I'm pretty sure he's gone. Uh, Cam Smith's projected to be a top 10 pick. I think mean, he's gone. Uh, Darius Rush probably, I think, will consider going, although it'd be helpful if he came back. Um, you know, probably nobody else on defense. I mean, people are going to talk about Jordan Birch. I, I, I don't think he's ready. Uh, I think he needs, I think Birch needs another year before he goes to the league. Um, you know, they lose some seniors. Uh, there's a lot of youth in the, in the secondary outside of Cam Smith. So, you know, I, I do think. Uh, look, if they can go have a year kind of like Missouri did in the portal on defense, uh, where you add a guy like Tyrone Hopper, linebacker, and you, you get you shore that up, uh, and then the guys return on offense that they think can return, uh, it could be good. People worry about the O-line. They do lose some O-linemen, but, you know, you still have Vershawn Lee. You still have Trey Jones. You still have Tyshawn Wanamaker. Ja'Kai Moore's got eligibility. Jalen Nichols is back. So there's five I just listed, plus they're bringing in JUCOs. They offered a, an offensive tackle from the University of Rhode Island through the portal today. Before you laugh, he's got, like, a lot of blue blood offers. Um, <laughs> You know, I, 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 <laughs> they got a JUCO tackle coming in, so they're trying to shore it all up. The schedule next year, uh, playing North Carolina on a neutral field with Drake May and, uh, you know – instead of playing Georgia state is more difficult, but in the sec and look, when it switches and you got to go on the road, uh, in odd number of years, it is tougher because you go to Georgia, you go to Tennessee, you go to A&M, you go to Missouri, (laughs) three, four places. Carolina doesn't, you know, do all that well. Uh, the Clemson games at home, uh, and all that. Uh, but Mississippi state, uh, which this year, Phil was the oldest team in college football. That's why you and I, and, uh, Bratton were so high on them, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it made sense for them, Yeah, but they're all, well, not all of them, but a lot of them will not be there next year.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So the Pirates going to have it. Now you always got to be careful with him Mm because he'll just sit there and carve you up if you're not careful, but that game's in Columbia, you know, hopefully it's at night because obviously that's really cool. But, Mm -hmm. um, the schedule's favorable. Clemson's coming to Columbia, uh, like I said, it, it, the, there's four tough road games. Going to Nealon won't be easy, but you want to talk about a team that's losing a lot of players. Tennessee's losing a, a bunch of players. Yeah, they, again, were, yeah,
1: they were. That's another senior laden team. Yeah.
3: Especially on defense, which was mm-hmm. not that stellar to begin with. No hooker. Uh, I think Milton's out of, I think Milton's a senior too. So I don't know who the quarterback's going to be, that kind of thing. Uh, Florida should be better next year. Um, but they come to Columbia. I'm trying to think, blah, 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 you know, and, and then we'll see what happens. I mean, Carolina could win the division. I mean, and, and get to Atlanta. I mean, if everybody comes back and they make the right hire and they gel and they avoid it, you know, there's a bunch of ifs, but uh, you know, personnel wise, I, I think they could be loading up for a big third year. And I, I'll be honest, I thought this was going to be the year. uh, And then 2023, we kind of dip and go back. But, uh, the stars are aligning, so to speak. Long way to go to get to set up. In that point, there's a bowl game and all that. Uh, but anyway, we're going to take a break because uh, I think my audio is messing up now. I'm getting a little buzz, so I'm going to I'm going to kind of unplug my headphones and get back in. Uh, so after these messages, we'll get back to the chat box. Got some mailbag questions. It says, have the Gamecocks the show presented by Express Sunrooms of Columbia." Right back. If you're a listener, you know I feel strongly that if you're in the Upstate and are in need of real estate services, Cindy Sierfoss is your go-to person. Sierfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane uh, can help you with any of your realty needs right there in the Upstate of South Carolina: Greenville, Spartanburg, Anderson, Oconee, uh, Pickens. Wherever you are, Cindy can help you with that. She's married to a die our Gamecock fan, has been in the Upstate for more than thirty-five years. Right there in my hometown of Spartanburg, Daniel Morgan Avenue. Contact Cindy 864 414 5271 or email C-Syrfoss, csearfoss at cbkane.com. C B C A I N E. That's Cindy Searfoss, a proud sponsor of the Inside the Game Cox podcast. Check her out. We've already gotten several emails from listeners. Uh, that are very impressed with her professionalism and her ability to help you with your real estate needs. 864-414-5271, Sydney Sear of Caldwell, Baker, Kane.
0: Cox.
3: Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy?
1: Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests.
3: Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues, and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. 1001 is matt's contact number
1: yeah man i sure do that or you can go to heritagedigital.com.
3: man i hear they do a no-cost assessment boy this will help me yeah i bet <laughs> i'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same heritage digital 843-699-1001 or heritage a proud sponsor of inside the game cox the show
2: family vacation These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you?
3: Hey, folks. Hey, folks. JC here. I've told you about Nana's Porch over and over again. They sponsor our chat box on the show. Uh, don't take my word for it, though. I wanted you to hear from Gamecock pitcher Noah Hall about our sponsor, Nana's Porch. Nana'sPorch.com. Go there. Food, truck, catering, whatever you need. Uh, take it away, Noah.
1: What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox, and go Nanas.
3: Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers. and the soul.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. He's J.C. Sherbert. I'm Phil Mullinax with you today. As always, the show is brought to you by Express Sunrooms. Give John a call, 803-446-4662, to set up a time for him to look and see if he can get you a free estimate on a new sunroom. And, of course, course, the second hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call or shoot Adam an email at aburchison. That's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net and I just actually got the meredith taylor just hit me up uh wanted to remind everybody give meredith a call she's booking appointments for virtual uh classes after the first of the year and she's gonna send us some uh new notes and stuff to kind of freshen things up and we'll talk a bit more about meredith as uh, in the coming days we get a little closer to the holidays
3: absolutely and uh we thank meredith meredith actually one of our listeners hit her up and uh Got some lessons and gave a great testimonial. So awesome. thank you. Uh, we love it when that happens because that helps us. It helps keep the show going. Uh, these advertisers uh, that make a return on their investment tend to like it. So um, I'm pretty fired up about that. All right. So here's what we're going to do we're going to catch them catch on chat box, me and Phil. And then we're going to hit the iHelp Consulting mailbag and uh, the Nana's Porch chat box, award winning, by the way, Nana's Porch uh check them out they've they've won all kinds of awards for the they're, they're based out of charlotte but they can cater anywhere you want in south carolina tennessee north wherever uh but they uh they've won several awards and it always makes me hungry when i listen to the um the thing hungry for meat and three and southern food which is the last thing i need right now so glad I, <laughs> glad, glad i'm not in spartanburg today i'd be hitting up wades uh or so anyway um yeah, they're talking about the Clemson game, too. I mean, yeah, Carolina could have put it on them a lot worse. Uh, mm. You know, that, that kind of thing. Um, you know, J-Rock says if Juice Wells comes back and he has a good quarterback in O.C., he'll go down in Gamecock history. Yeah, he's – I mean, look, man, he had games where he wasn't even targeted and stuff, and he still caught 63 passes for 900 yards.
1: It's just, just I can only imagine what That's his sick. overall season long totals would have been had yeah. he been properly utilized.
3: <laughs> Lance says in the bowl he wants Tampa and Notre Dame. Uh, and yeah, that happened yesterday after we got Brad off. I think mm-hmm. um, a new projection from Brett McMurphy had Gamecocks and Notre Dame playing, but in the ReliaQuest Bowl, which used to be the Outback Bowl, which is in Tampa. Um, you know, you can't, we, here, here's how that happened uh and why because McMurphy's kind of like the Lenardi of of bowl. you gotta what he what he says is that he's got sources and information that he's basing them on um so so here's the deal here's what you got to pull for you don't want Ohio State to make the playoff if you want that bowl matchup okay and uh and you don't want LSU to get beat too bad to where the Citrus takes Carolina which you know I, I think I think everybody be happy with the Citrus Bowl uh, playing Purdue, it, it's it's the probably the biggest bowl outside the New Year Six. Uh, Carolina, I haven't been there too much. Orlando, great great spot, right? You know, for families, for people that not that don't have family. I mean, yeah, it, it's a great spot. But uh, I think playing Notre Dame sets you up to where if Beamer can beat Notre Dame, <laughs> that that's a legendary finish because you you get Tennessee, Clemson, Notre Dame. You know, it's always special when you beat them, uh, but you know, prior to that was the Gator Bowl and people were saying Illinois and and nobody wants to go to Tampa and watch the Gamecocks play Illinois. Nothing against Brett. I love Brett. Uh, I'd kind of be a little conflicted pulling against my guy like that. But uh, it's, um, you know, all of a sudden the projection. So so here's how that could happen. Uh, In the years where a Big Ten team goes to the Orange Bowl, okay, for some reason, I don't know why, the ReliaQuest, i.e. the Outback, they get to pick an ACC team. Notre Dame, of course, isn't a full member of the ACC in football. However, when they fall below the New Year's Six, the ACC, in the ever-ending quest to kiss their Irish backsides, which that conference does, when that's like the poor guy that works on a girl for like 10 years. And then she's like, well, you know, I'm sorry. I just, uh, uh, you know, and then she meets the love of her life at Starbucks one day. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're close. They've, you know, uh, like during the pandemic, Notre Dame joined the ACC. Well, that's like when, you know, her, her car broke down one night or she was drunk and he got her out of jail and they hooked up, you know, and then she's back to, like, putting him in the friend zone.
1: Yeah, back in the friend zone. Yeah, yeah. That,
3: that's the Notre Dame. <laughs> there's still enough dangle there to where there's just a little bit here and there. And, you know, it's this year. You know, they go months without even kissing and he kisses her ass. And all that. like, you know, that, that's Notre Dame in the ACC. You know, she gets all the benefits of being in a relationship. But she doesn't have to be in the relationship. That's Notre Dame. Uh, and and then eventually Notre Dame's probably gonna join the Big Ten if they join any conference. And so 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 eventually the girl just she's at Starbucks one day chilling, thinking of the next way she can take advantage of this relationship that she doesn't have to give anything to. Uh, and uh, the Tom Cruise walks in, the Big Ten, and you know, he's got money, and that's probably what she cares about anyway, and uh, and she just falls in love. And uh, sorry guy. Uh, sorry, sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. You know that's the ACC and Notre Dame. Anyway, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take Carolina playing the Irish as, uh, as a as uh, a product of a dysfunctional relationship uh, any day of the week. So if Ohio, so, Ohio State informs everybody they don't want to go to the Rose Bowl and play Utah for two years in a row. Utah win or lose is going to the Rose Bowl most likely because uh, Southern Cal if they wins in the playoff uh, if they, Southern Cal doesn't win. Gosh, they'll probably go into the holiday bowl or something. But um so so they don't want to rematch with Utah. I think if they don't make the playoff, they're gonna have a bunch of kids opt out. Utah'd probably kick their teeth in. Uh why not go to Miami and at least kind of make it interesting? They probably play Clemson if Clemson wins. Uh I, I said they would play Clemson if Clemson wins. Uh so they kind of, I think they kind of they're trying to bank on variety to keep guys from from opting out. Uh, so what that would do is allow the Relia Quest to take uh, Notre Dame. Now, look, if we have one upset Saturday, chances are Ohio State gets in the playoff. And that would – I don't know who at that point the Gamecocks would match up against because what Brad and I were told yesterday, Illinois is going to the Music City Bowl. They think they're already making plans. Uh, maybe that mm-hmm. kicks Brett back to Tampa. but but But, but anyway – so if that happens and Carolina does not get the citrus, what I'm going to do, if I'm Ray Tanner, Chance Miller, Gamecock fans on social media, uh, there needs to be starting Sunday morning a hell raising uh, and reckoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, because here, here's what's unfair about this. Uh, in theory, the SEC office is supposed to exclusively slot these, the what's called the the, six, the group of six bowls, right? Uh you get the playoff. You get the New Year Six. The Citrus picks their own team. They take whatever they get first dibs, and then Outback, uh, Liberty, Vegas, Texas, Music City, Gator. They're all supposed to kind of be equal. Well, I guess we're finding out that they're not. Right. Yeah. Not all are equal. Right. Yeah. They're they're, they're not. E- I mean, I, and, and the Outback for years, <clears throat> for years now, picked right after the Citrus, and. That's not supposed to be the deal, but I guess it is. Okay. Um, so if I'm Carolina, I'm like, this is completely stupid. You know, the the, the it's a bowl that they've been to six times. If you play Illinois, that didn't move the needle with the fan base at all. Uh, you're not gonna get a big crowd down there. Um, it's unfortunate. It it it, it could potentially be, you know, a, a, a not a crappy way. All bowl games are good. Chris is right. Uh, but, a, but a way to not a great way to end the season, you know, after what Carolina's has done. Uh, and that's assuming the citrus passes on them. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm demanding the Gator Bowl uh, and I, and I'm making it known, look, great. You, you, you're not supposed to have the next pick, but you do great. That's perfect and all. But, uh, and, and I don't give a crap. What old Mississippi state will They They don't, they they're far away. They don't have a. They're not really going to. Tra- oh Miss is going to travel that well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, send Mississippi State to Tampa, right? The Pirate. Uh, do that. Let them play Illinois. It's a contrast in styles. Two of my favorite other coaches, right? Um, and let Carolina go play Notre Dame and the Gator. I mean that that's that's the right thing to do. The right thing with these Bulls is not. I mean, Bulls are struggling enough. Why in the hell would you want to take a team that doesn't want to be there? that that is a hot team, you know, this deserve the deserving of kind of when it gets to that group of six, Carolina should be able to tell, call up Birmingham and say, look, we're going here, you know, that yeah. that should be because that's what other teams have done in the past. Okay. Uh, one year, Texas A&M Carolina was supposed to get the Gator Bowl. One year, Texas A&M just calls them and says, well, we want to go. And they had a better record. So they went, okay, there's no planet where anybody else should have a say uh, more say than South Carolina. And then you consider the Gator Bowl itself as like, God, we'd really like to have this. Carolina fans will drive in droves, you know, and, and because they want the matchup, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think it's completely ridiculous and unfair uh, if Notre Dame is not the opponent in Tampa to send Carolina to Tampa. I, I mean, no, nobody wants that matchup. it would be the sixth time Carolina's gone to that bowl. Um, they've been shoved to the bowl before. I mean, I I don't see what I mean, and, and even if, if the Gator Bowl internally is considered lesser, I don't see what the big problem is to get the matchups. That's just me, and I, and I think that's in a case of emergency break glass thing because uh, I honestly feel like things will work out. They've been working out well the last couple of weeks, right? Uh, you know, but you're depending on you're depending on TCU and, and Southern Cal to win. You know, that's basically it. Uh, and if they do win and LSU is not, is the pick for the citrus bowl, then you'll get your matchup in Tampa. Uh, if not, and the citrus bowl takes Carolina, that's a kind of a, a great, uh, nationally t- network TV, ABC captive audience, mm-hmm. uh, the day all the games are on. So that's good for the school too. And, and you have to play Purdue, uh, but Hey, that's kind of a, a neat matchup <laughs> anyway, because per- Carolina's never played Purdue. I don't think, um, so that, that's my take on the bowl, and, and I'm just uh, – I wrote an article about it. If you want to go read it, it's, it's a free article on TheBigSpur.com, but just go uh, go check it out for the different scenarios uh, and all that. Um, somebody asked about NIL and Spencer, Spencer Rattler. He's making plenty. Uh, he would be one that that Park Avenue deal when it comes back online would be big for them, big for. Uh, Saunders says, thoughts on Nick Coleman's involvement in the offense the last two weeks? Noticed during Tennessee game, there was a guy I didn't recognize talking to the headset an awful lot. Same against Clemson. Sounds a lot like Nick Coleman, but couldn't be sure. I don't know. He's a GA. He used to call plays at a junior college. He's kind of um sats guy, um, but I've heard good things. Heard, heard he helps out with the quarterbacks and all that, um, all that good stuff. Uh, scrolling on down, uh, and no, Sondra, that many talk about Nick Coleman. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I heard it was just a team effort. Heard I heard Zeb Nolan's name, Freddie Kitchens' name, Justin Step's name. Did not hear Nick's can't, name, but, um, you know, we'll see. Uh Rakeem says, do you think Lenore Sellers commits? I, I think a lot of that depends on on the OC and the plan moving forward. I'll tell you the chances of him flipping to South Carolina are much, much higher than they once were. <laughs> and so I would, I'm not ready to put a crystal ball in on it yet, but I, I think it could happen. Um, VJ says strong relationship analogy with Notre Dame, JC. Yeah, that was a good one. That's one of my best ones.
1: It was. That's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Spot on. Yeah.
3: Uh, Eric says if we end up getting Nicholas Harbor, would they put him on defense or could he potentially be a Bell 2.0? They'll let him play wherever he wants. Uh, they're talking to him more about offense. I, You know, if you get a good offensive, see, with, with Sat- Satterfield, I was worried because they started talking about, oh, he's going to play tight end. I'm like, that kid, if you sit here and jerk him around like he did Bell and ask him to go block in a three tight end offense, 13 with his hand in the dirt, no. I mean, that's not – I think I think who he probably compares to best, Eric, is a uh, – and I hate to say faster because this guy was really fast, more, maybe a more fluid, not as – because Jared was a little – Jared is a little stiff, Jared Cook. Um he's a lot like Jared Cook, but an elite a faster, more fluid athlete. Uh, and I think whoever is the OC, if they get Harbor, if they use him on offense, uh, he needs to be used a lot like Spurrier or use Jared Cook, where you split him out, flex him out, that kind of yeah, thing. He's
1: all over the field, You're yeah. Not <laughs> a hand
3: in the dirt. Uh, Will says SEC office doesn't give a damn about what South Carolina wants. Well, they need to. I mean, look, I mean, it's why would they care about the stupid bowl in Tampa over what one of their member schools will? And I I don't understand that at all. Uh, Quantrill says, Do you know the history of bowl tie ins? Why are certain teams only tied to certain bowls? This is a great question because I don't Mm -hmm. think, I don't think that, I I think if they wanted to really spice up the bowls and, you know, because look with the Outback Bowl. And I'm I'm going to call it the Outback Bowl, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm Relia, I don't even know what a reliable quest is. I, I know what it is. I know the company, but I, Outback Bowl. It's always going to be the Outback Bowl, right? So with the Outback Bowl and the Citrus Bowl, and 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 the Citrus is fine. Um, that there have been teams going to Tampa for about 30 years now. Yeah, uh, and and I don't know. And look, they they kind of went. They used to only take an SEC East team, so that meant you know, unless they took Kentucky one year, I think they took them one year when they were good. Um, it was either Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or South Carolina. How many times can you go to Tampa and have a good time? Uh, if you're the school, and then you're playing like Iowa, Michigan State, you know, Purdue, Northwestern, you know, Michigan, Ohio State sometimes. Uh, it's the same stale, you know, Iowa. I think Iowa and Florida have played 175 times in that ball. Um, I just don't see. I, I'm not. Fired, nobody's nobody's fired up Big Ten or SEC about it now. Um, and, and I think these days people want to go something new because it's getting stale. It's kind of like the rotating opponent thing in, in the SEC. It's getting stale. Uh, you got to spice it up. So what I would propose is um, either like 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 I think it's neat that the SEC is doing the like the Mayo Bowl and Charlotte one year. And then flipping it and doing Vegas the next. So kind of maybe flip seven or eight, six or seven of them, if you can. Um, get rid of Birmingham, for God's sake. That's a that's
2: oh a, that's a, a, that's
3: for the Sun Belt. That's a Sun Belt Bowl, okay? Yeah, but, another,
2: yeah.
3: another against a Sun Belt, right? Um, and then flip them up. I mean, you know, you, you want to bowl in Alabama? One year the SEC may go to Mobile. It's an old rickety stadium. <laughs> uh, it's where they play the Senior Bowl. Uh, but Mobile has a bowl, you know, Montgomery has a bowl, uh, get Shreveport back involved, you, you know, g- give it a little bit of spice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and don't just send teams like the same teams, the same bowls, it gets stale. Uh, and that's the problem I have with tie-ins is it's just like that they've, they've been in existence for way too long. And I understood the the intelligence behind it to begin with, but we're in a different era. We got a 12 team playoff coming in two years Some bulls will be incorporated in that, but you still got bull. ESP is not going to let the bulls die because there's nothing on TV that draws ratings during the holidays, uh, sports wise. Yeah, I know that, like, what's that? What's it called? The Hallmark Channel? All (laughs) that shit. Say that it's basically the same movie over and over with different people in sweaters, right? Right, yeah. Dear God, God, I really hope Daddy can make it home for the holidays. And then all of a sudden, it's like the the doorbell rings. It's like, oh, hey, hey, kids, how are you? It's like, oh,
1: God, you made it home?
3: Oh, my God. I was worried Daddy's like a truck driver, and he has like a a, a non-life-threatening adventure where he's got a flat tire, and he meets an elf, uh, and the elf is like, hey. You know, uh, come on, I'll help get you home. And the elf patches the tire, but it's it's really a midget. And before he had bias towards little people, and now he loves little people. And, you know, he opened, and after he walks in and brings presents and stuff, I brought some friends with his family. And, like, all these little elves or, or little people come in. Hi, how are you, how you doing? Welcome, family. It's like, God blesses everyone. And then it ends. Those get better ratings in certain bowl games. They're like two hour long.
1: Uh, oh, it's What, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, goodness. Yeah, Touched by an Angel episodes. That's what I was going oh, for. Yeah.
3: It's like my My, my ex wife loved them. History repeats itself, Phil. Better, better stick with the one you got, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, j- I'm just kidding <laughs> to my new fiance, right? I'm, I'm just kidding. New fiance, a miracle. Loves them, watches them all the time. Uh, and so I'm, i am getting I kind of just go, yeah, it's great, honey. It's just what, just the same. I mean, I could sit there and I can predict that better than Brent Venables could predict uh, Marcus Satterfield's offense. Okay. No. That's correct.
1: No, that's saying something. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling plays against the, the Hallmark movie, but yeah, uh, it, it's done through the conference Quantrill to get back to your question before I went on a tangent. Um, I, uh, and I don't know why they don't freshen it up. I, I think there's kind of a lot of, with the SEC Bowl, some good old boy network. I did think Sankey did a good job with the Vegas Bowl, getting them involved every other year. But, you know, uh, the country's shrinking. I, I You can, fans that are going to go, they, they, you, you can fly to, I mean, th- there's two bowls in Arizona. You can fly out there. No, but people fly out there for a bowl just to do something new. So, um, I don't know. You know, I, I, w- I really wish they'd go back to the old school days where y- you send the guy out in the red coat or, or the sports jacket. And he's, <laughs> yeah. he's the bowl scout. He's the bowl taking man. notes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you a funny story. I think it's on YouTube. Steve Spurrier one year, I think it was the year he's out of coaching, kind of maybe between the – after the Bandits because they were in the spring and then he got the Duke job. Steve Spurrier was a scout for the All-American Bowl in Birmingham. Uh, they, they had a bowl game there called the All-American Bowl in Birmingham. And they interviewed us like, well, yeah, I'm just sitting here watching NC State. You know, we'll shoot. Uh, So you used to send Steve Spurrier out there to scout. Now it's just it doesn't matter because the league office decides and, and all of the, there's no scouts. But they used to cut, like, backroom deals and stuff. I mean, like, let's get back to that. Let's make it fun. Hell, you're doing everything else anyway. Uh, and then make the bowls, give some NIL money to the players and make it real. Uh, how about so the anyway. damn
1: Rose Bowl finally getting off the schneid and allowing the damn per- preceding the twelve team playoff? What, what is what was? I mean, how do they give them that much power? I can't stand that. <laughs> they
3: almost, Phil. They almost ruined the sport. I mean, yeah, right. I mean,
2: you, yeah, you, you, you drag them
3: kicking and screaming. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what planet. I mean, I know sometimes folks from California, God bless them, they're not the. They think they're the smartest people on the planet, like, yes, dude. Uh, yes. but like the Rose Bowl, and the, like, you know, you're not smart enough to. We've well, got this great Rose Bowl with the back Big Ten and Pac 12, and oh, it's just traditional. And I'm like, just when did you people ever care about tradition out there, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, I, yeah, I'm so, surprised
1: I, they don't make everybody call it the grand person of them all. And it's like,
3: and I'm like, you know, I, I'm like. For years, it's just, it's just, you know, they would screw the whole pooch and we'd have sports writers voting on who the best team was. Yeah, um, as, as That's how you determine the champion. And so finally the BCS comes into play, uh, and, and they're fine with that. And then the playoff, you can drag them kicking and screaming. Out. But, you know, the 12-team playoff, they're like, well, we still want our traditional kickoff time. and And I think they finally came to an agreement because they knew they were Outnumber, but what I would do in 2026 after the contract's up, bye-bye Rose Bowl. I'd say you want your you want the Rose Bowl? Deal with the Pac 10 and the or Pac 12 and the or really the Pac 10 then and the big 16 or whatever. Uh you, you get with them, you take a couple of teams, have your little game and parade. Uh we're gonna go down to SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, uh, where the Jimmy Kimmel lost, An- and we're gonna make a deal with the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl, and that's gonna be our semifinal and quarterfinal uh site. Each and every year. So uh Quantrell says, Imagine if an SEC team got to play a big Ten team and the Rose Bowl Carolina fans would make the trip. Absolutely. No. I have nothing against the pageantry and the history of the game and this and the setting and the stadium. It's the people that run it that piss me off. Yeah, um, no and uh, like like Georgia fans were very lucky in 2017, Kirby's second year, uh, except for that last pass by Tua. And I was at that game, and that was a hell of a game, but uh Georgia fans think about this trip for this this long strange trip in Kirby's second year. Uh, Their starting quarterback Jacob Eason gets hurt first game of the season, out. Right, Jake Fromm, a freshman who ended up being a little bit average, really takes (laughs) over. True freshman. So they got a road game at Notre Dame that year, which is special, you know, South Bend touchdown. Jesus, Georgia hadn't played at Notre Dame in a while. My buddies flew up to Chicago, drove a go dogs, you know, they took over Mm. that place and they won by a point. Okay. Mm. Lucky to win, but one. So time goes on. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) they get spanked by Auburn. Ah, season may be, Oh, season may be over. Uh, well, then all of a sudden Auburn beats Alabama, too. So Georgia goes to the Dome and plays an Auburn team that's injured, beating by 21. So then Georgia gets to go to the freaking Rose Bowl <laughs> and play Oklahoma. So, so they get to go to Notre Dame Stadium and the Rose Bowl in the same year. And then just to just to take care of the Bulldog fans that have spent money traveling, oh, the national championship games at Mercedes-Benz in Atlanta. <laughs> Been to play at 70% dogs there. Now, they did lose. But, uh, yeah, I would love it if Carolina went to the Rose Bowl, uh, period. Uh, I would go. And and I have nothing against the tradition of that game. I'm just tired of them not doing what everybody else does what's in the best interest of the sport. They don't. And and I I don't know how delusional you have to be these days to say, the Rose Bowl is more important than anything. No, it's not. The parade's great. I mean, I, I just don't know. So, anyway. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just told a Christmas story. Uh, Keith says, "Hey, California Game got fan here. Would love West Coast bowls. Yeah, I mean, I love, I love going to California. Uh, great weather. I mean, it, it, it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, you, you know, it, and maybe that would happen one year. You know what I'm saying? But as it stands now, to get a sort of exotic bowl trip, I mean, I remember Jim Donnan's last game at Georgia. Speaking of Georgia, dude, they went to the Hawaii Bowl that year and played Virginia. I remember Larry Munson. I'm right here in Hawaii." And uh, as right before Jim Do- Jim Donning got fired, we're here in Hawaii and we're playing Virginia. And the dogs are Honolulu Stadium. You know, uh, <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. You know, I I just want I want some. I think college football fans are looking for some variety, and and, right. when, and the twelve team playoff is going to help that. But with this four team situation, it has gotten a little stale. I mean, and and, I, and I'm dumb, and I'll tell you why I'm dumb, folks. I was talking to a buddy of mine. And he he always sends me his picks called "Best Best Guesses." Uh, he actually coaches at a uh, Power Five school, um, and so he always does that. He sends me a Facebook Messenger. It drives me crazy because I don't really use Facebook Messenger. But anyway, and so he's picking them, and I'm like, "Yeah, you know," I said, I'm, I'm, "I said, I'm kind of intrigued because I'm I was sitting there thinking about semifinal Saturday, which is a holiday at my house. Um, mm-hmm. So New Year's Eve this year, and I'm like." Well, we could have Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia, Bama. Heck yeah. <laughs> there, and, well, there is a scenario that that well, could play out. <laughs> Phil, Phil, I'm the Rose Bowl in that situation because I'm just thinking yeah, right. about myself. <laughs> right. The, 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 the scenario that's good, that's for the good of the sport, would be Georgia and Southern Cal and Michigan oh, and TCU. Gosh. That, that's that's the best thing for the sport, not mm-hmm. uh, the same old matchups, you know, mm-hmm. uh, between traditional powers. We got we got porn in the chat box. It's a good uh-oh, time to uh-oh, uh-oh. to take a a break. Gotta block sure. that out here.
1: Mm-hmm. Trip,
3: Triple J brings up something interesting. Connor Shaw for OC. I want to talk about that for a sec, but I, I'm just, it's probably not going to happen. I don't think I don't think Beamer can hire somebody that's never called plays before this time around. It's not necessarily his fault, Beamer's. Uh, I think it's kind of the history of the OC position lately, but I, I'm gonna talk about connor and, uh, and and say some things on that note because uh, I, I had a conversation with somebody uh, about Connor calling plays one time, and uh, I want to address it. All right, final break on a uh, I'm gonna call this show Technical Malfunction Thursday.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a bear. I, I feel like it's finally come around.
3: <laughs> I, I think, I think there's some demons on my internet today and, and all that good stuff, but anyway,
1: definitely some in my laptop. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. F- final break, and uh, we'll get to this Shaw thing. More chat box. I'm gonna fill uh, we're gonna talk. Mitchell has emailed into the mailbag for the first time in a long time. I help consulting mailbag, uh, and Gamecat Pastor has some tweets, so we're gonna get to those and wrap it up here on a Thursday. It's not the game, it's the show after this. I'll be sorry. We'll be back. I see, technical malfunctions see, in my I mouth. Mean,
1: it, It's been, it, 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 it's it's been clunky. It's just a clunky show today. <laughs> it,
3: it, it's, it, it's like one of those awful dress rehearsals. You know, you're like, oh, God, everything's <laughs> going wrong. Um, uh, we'll be back after these messages.
0: Gamecocks
3: attention attention golfers of all ages and skill sets former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor will be a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina very very soon you want to take advantage of this opportunity if you're like me and you got to get a whole lot better at golf or even if you're looking to refine your swing.
2: how can i help you
3: hey hey folks jc here i've told you about nana's porch over and over again they sponsor our chat box on the show uh don't take my word for it though i wanted you to hear from gamecock pitcher noah all about our sponsor nana's porch nana's porch.com go there food truck catering whatever you need uh take it away noah
1: what's up gamecock fans this is pitcher noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasporch.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you
3: guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy?
1: Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests.
3: Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues. I'm worried. He's not backing up my network and securing it properly.
1: Oh, I feel that man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy, Matthew Odom today from heritage digital. Heritage digital is an it firm that specializes in making sure your it network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California.
3: Yeah. I heard that monthly fees low too. So I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699-1001 as Matt's contact number? Yeah,
1: man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com.
3: Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. (laughs) I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show.
4: What's up? This is Johnny Bell with the Gamecocks, and you're now listening to Inside the Gamecocks show with JC and Phil.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Tech Rehearsal Thursday rolls on with <laughs> J.C. Sherbert and Phil Mullinax. You've arrived at a place of unparalleled professionalism and the zenith of execution. <laughs> the second hour of the show is brought to you by the Burgesson team at Remax at the Lake. Give Adam or Derek a call. Shoot Adam an email at a Burgesson. that's A-B-E-R-G-E-S-O-N at remax.net for your commercial or investment real estate needs. And we do have some loose ends in the um, I help consulting mailbag, JC.
3: Absolutely. Uh, I'll talk about this uh, Connor Shaw thing real quick and then we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I told somebody it was an offensive staff meetings last year and Connor was in there that felt like he could take the reins of the offense tomorrow and make it home. Uh, I, I, I think just, And I don't know Connor as well. I know his dad. Uh, I've known Connor since he was a little boy, actually. Uh, Covered his dad's first game at Flowery Branch High, which ironically was against uh, Chestatee High, which is coached by Matt Fligg. His dad, Jack Fligg, was an assistant at Carolina in the 80s, and Matt was a walk-on at Carolina in the 80s. So some Carolina connections there. But um, he – and I don't know him that well. My understanding is this. Connor likes, likes being Connor, you know? And I, I think anytime you get into coaching on the field, um, you open yourself up to crazy these days, nut job criticism, uh, which is fine. I appreciate everybody's passion. Uh, but, you know, Shane was, Shane was right in saying everybody plays the head coach quarterback and OC. That That's true. Um, I think the criticism of Satterfield obviously was fair. Because we all saw uh, the minute he started doing with the offense what we all said he should do, look what they did. <laughs> I mean, I think that was true. But but Shane's good in terms of uh, that, and so I would worry not that Connor's thin skinned, but but I think there's a risk you take when you go into coaching when you played someplace and you're a beloved player. Um, almost think maybe you know if he went someplace else and, and did it and worked his way back. Uh, it would be better, but Connor Shaw would not just be a good coach or offense; he'd be great, elite, uh, great football mind, no question about it. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, what he want to, what he want to. Um, the way jaheem says, Phil gets her, gets Brian every time. Phil,
1: <laughs> Phil. Yeah.
3: That's the that's the cool way to say Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Charles had a good point here. The wife would quickly agree to attending the Bahamas Bowl if able to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, that bowl, man, they have like small school. Like I saw like middle Tennessee was playing Charlotte or somebody there or one year. And it looked like, they were like uh, there were like, there are 10 people in the stands. I mean, it, it was, it was bad. It looked like this high school soccer stadium they were playing at too. You said an SEC team down there, man, they're going to fill that bad boy up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all going to be in Atlantis drinking my ties and floating in the lazy river. Me and Phil, we'll do the That's podcast. Right. Again. Yeah.
1: Floating in the lazy river at the Atlantis. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is
3: what this is why I admire our friend Chris Phillips. Right, uh, is like me and Phil would have the most rudimentary, basic inner tube ever. But Chris would have probably like a, a an inner tube on the lazy river with like a motorboat with branding all over it and stuff. And You're that, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, that's, that's what I, I admire that guy for that. You know, I, I can just see the, the Gamecock media contingent right now, you know, uh, me and Phil just have a couple of inner tubes and in their phones <laughs> and the chat box. What looks and Chris,
1: like a game day sign up behind us. You know? Chris would have <laughs>
3: he, he'd be selling t-shirts, you know, uh, it'd be amazing, A giant beamer ball raft. I mean, anything you could ask. Uh, John says, "Get the guys from the Fry Festival festival organizing the new Bahamas Bowl." <laughs> yeah, so that was cool.
1: See, um, I think that's the one thing that that really is interesting. where the 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 caveat to not you know to releasing the tie-ins to the bowl games is like you don't want to end up in the Pinstripe Bowl. <laughs> there's a couple of them up there you just don't want to be in, you know. They bundle bundle
3: up, man. Yeah I, I, a... and, and I look I there's some nostalgia with me with, with that. I think Notre Dame was in the pinstripe bowl one year. Mm-hmm. Part of the ACC benefits, right? The friends with benefits relationship <laughs> they have. Uh and, and I gosh, you were maybe play an army or somebody. But I thought that was I mean, shoot, yeah, Notre Dame and Army at Yankee Stadium, that's historic. South Carolina and Boston College there? No. no. How about new? No? How about new? No. No? Uh, yeah, know, i be all bundled up with a, with, a, with a... See, again, me and Phil would have the the hat, the toboggan with the bowl, and it says, I love New York. and we'd no, be We look like there. Spies
1: Like Us is what we like. Spies Like Us?
3: <laughs> 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 uh, but, then, but then here comes Chris, and he's got like an insulated, heated North Face branded uh, Spurs Up show jacket, and like He's you know, uh, Gamecocks in the Bronx hats. You know, uh, anyway. Noah said uh, Noah makes this point. Then we'll get to the, the mailbag. Do we need a new OC before the portal portal really heats up with recruiting pitches, or does it not really matter that much? The portal is going to be open for a while, and kids enter it at different times. Uh, remember Rattler and all those guys were a little bit they were later there after signing day. Um, I think ideally you have an idea by then, uh, but again, uh, and I'm not saying that he's going to hire Garrett Riley from TCU, but how do you square if if Garrett Riley always, has like always wanted to coach in the SEC and uh, ready for a new challenge and to run his own show because he's working for Sonny Dykes and you can get him? I mean, h- how do you square that with him going to the playoff? I don't know. I mean, I guess you can say wink, wink, nod, nod, but then you then you run the risk of. It being national news, if some recruit goes, yeah, they're getting Garrett Riley, so I'm going. <laughs> TCU. Oh, God. You know. Yeah, Spies Like Us is a very underrated movie. Doctor? Doctor. Doctor.
1: Doctor. doctor. All home. right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Soul Finger. Man. Anyway, uh, I have a mailbag. Phil, take it away.
1: Mitchell writes in. JC and Phil, hope all is well. It's been a really long time since I emailed in, but wanted to ask your thoughts about JC Sherbert as a candidate for the next OC at South Carolina and Phil Mullinax, potentially a special teams coordinator if Pete Limbo takes the head coaching job at Towson. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> we well, would take those jobs for less than what they're going to pay the next people. No, <laughs> just yep. kidding. He says, but in all seriousness for South Carolina's next offensive coordinator hire, how concerned are you guys about Beamer hiring another pro style person to manage the, the offense. My concern is that Beamer is only open-minded to pro-style offenses and thinks that it's the only way for the game class to be relevant while in reality it has never worked for the program. Your thoughts? Thank you, Mitchell.
3: Well, Mitchell, don't get caught up in thinking the the phrase pro-style is I-formation. You know, two tight ends. I mean, or, or 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 the crap Satterfield tried to do, which is just crap. Um, you know, in terms of how, and it wasn't the plays he was running, it was how he was teaching it and calling it. I mean, like 7, 13 word play calls, all that good stuff. Uh, running personnel groups in and out, that is a very uh, NFL-esque strategy because you have to do that at that level. Uh, and they do it much quicker and faster because their brains are processing it faster because they've worked on it all week. Um, There's a lot of pro-style offenses out there. Cliff Kingsbury is a technically runs a pro-style offense, you know, with the Cardinals. Um, You know, Andy Reid runs a pro-style offense with the Chiefs. Uh, Bill O'Brien at Alabama runs a pro-style offense. Joe Brady, what he did at LSU, even though it was really just this big old wide-open spread, that's a pro-style offense. Um, So I think the term pro-style is not uh, something to shy away from uh, because it's all sort of pro-style but you absolutely cannot teach it, install it, run it. Have a million, a one million playbook uh, like the pros. Um, you know, Steve Spurrier's offense, even though it, it's, it's it's his own, uh, he developed that at Duke. But it, it you know, it's a lot of, in it's in its basics, a lot of under center, a lot of eye formation uh, stuff like that. So it technically wasn't a, a, a pro style. Um, so I, I wouldn't get so concerned about that. I think what you want is a guy though, that, that's not from the NFL. Like I've seen former Kentucky OC, Liam Cohen, uh, who's with the Rams now, his name out there. I think that would be an absolute disaster,
1: Yeah, no,
3: D- disaster, disaster. Um, you know, he had a lot of talent at Kentucky last year, Wondell Robinson, Will Levis, Rodriguez, all those guys, and they had a great year. And their offense, I think, was fifth in the league in scoring, eighth in total. You know, they had they done something a little bit easier, I think it'd have been it'd have been better. And you saw Mark Stoops fired this guy that he replaced him with. So I I'm just not if you're gonna run something from the NFL, you better have somebody that's called it in college before that's not gonna come back like Roper and Satterfield both did and complicate things. That that's the that's the worst thing South Carolina can do on offense is complicate it. Just, just, and we saw when he when when they mainstreamed as he said or simplified it, and just went out and played ball. You saw how much better it got. I mean, you, you, if you're Shane Beamer, you're planning on continuing to recruit well, and having players, and you can get them out of the portal. We see, uh, go go let your players play. That's important. So don't don't worry about the the pro style thing. I know you probably read the Dante Reno quote where he said pro style or whatever. Um, I wouldn't put too much into that, especially with the names that are out there. They're mostly college, you know, college guys that, you know, you could technically interpret as a pro style offense. So that's, that's the deal there. Uh, dare drew says JC Phil, what players project to be draft eligible? Do you think would come back? Uh, Rattler could be a fifth rounder, blah, blah, blah. I think Birch will come back. If Rattler did leave with Tanner Bailey, push Doty, maybe, maybe not. A lot depends on the new offensive system. I mean, if you bring in a guy that's had success with a dual-threat quarterback, I can't see Bailey beating Doty out. And I think Luke's gotten so much better. Uh, a lot of people have told me that. He looked better mm-hmm. in mop-up duty this year. I think he's kind of locked in. Uh, and, and, you know, <laughs> after learning all that stuff, uh, you know, for three years, they give him something that's a little bit simpler, like, more like he ran in high school. He's going to go ball out. I mean, I think. Uh, and, and remember, Luke Doty was a top 100 prospect out of high school. Um, Listening to Keith about the safety, the D lineman grabbed the back of Rattler's helmet, uh, similar to the situation at Tennessee that was called a face mask. Um, and Matt also said if any part of the helmet's grabbed or tugged, it's a face mask. Too bad that wasn't called. True. I agree. Uh, the referees leave a lot to be desired, very inconsistent in all fo- levels of football uh, these days. Phil, we got anything on the on the Twitter, on the Twitterer? Oh, let's see. I didn't even pull
1: it up here, but I know I saw Gamecock Pastor tweeted this morning, so hey, let's get that pulled up here.
3: Mark Ryan has a hot take on... Uh... Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, blah, 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 blah. hold on, let's see here, JC. Yeah, we've got uh, da, 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 da. I can't find it, <laughs> oh. figure, right? Yeah, that just you know, on par for today's show.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, the game got pastor says, just wanted to say, I've all I've enjoyed the show this week, always enjoy it, but this week's that much sweeter. Appreciate you guys, all you do for Game Cotton Nation. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, uh, and he, he asked about Theo Weiss. From Oklahoma. I don't know. I, you know, don't get too. This, this kid's a, is a good player, right? <clears throat> I don't know if he's injured or what production at Oklahoma was not great. I think he did catch four for 126 in his last game. So, you know, I, I'd take him if I were Carolina. I mean, just because you lose Josh Fan and Jalen Brooks and, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know, uh, Landon Sampson and, um, you know, Kyla Horton? are they going to be ready to go? Will uh, one of the freshmen be able to come in and play receiver? I don't know. So, uh, you know, I, I I would go after him. Will he want to come? I'm not sure. Uh, my guess, my gut is he's maybe, if Southern Cal take him, headed out there with Caleb <laughs> yeah. Williams. But if Rattler comes back, you know, I, I think Theo would give it a shot. And, look, guys like Theo now – All you got to do is turn on the – even if you don't have a new OC in place yet, you just turn on the tape of the last two games and say, this is exactly – this is what we're going to start doing. And it looks like fun, quite frankly. Uh, Fun Mm -hmm. for everybody. Thanks, pastor, Hope you're doing well and you had a blessed Thanksgiving and all that. Back to the chat box. Uh, Key says, TCU's been surprisingly balanced. Run past, home run higher to bring in Riley. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln Riley and Garrett Riley are very balanced. And Sonny Dykes has become more balanced. So a lot of these air raid guys have kind of decided hey, we can't we can't be like the pirate and run it four times and expect to win all the time. Um, cuz will just run he, he doesn't care. He'll just throw no, it 60 no. times. Um, and uh but these guys do run it and TCU does have a potent running attack. I think a lot of that comes from his brother from Lincoln Riley's style of, of offense which <clears throat> you know, unfortunately, when the Gamecocks hired Will Muschamp, I said I don't know if Riley's style would work in the SEC. I was wrong. <laughs> uh, not saying Tanner should have hired him because the roster was in bad shape, and I don't know how he would have recruited being a first-time head coach. Yeah, um, but uh, I was wrong about that. And, and but it was also 2015, and it's now 2022, so maybe it's evolved. Uh, I don't know. Jeffaller asked about Nola Cock. He actually called me last night. I missed it. Uh, Nola cox a poster on our board who is was sick uh, please pray for him he had some heart surgery uh, great guy uh you know know him pretty well uh uh now his post he made about tanner uh getting after uh beamer or what you know i don't I don't I don't have any knowledge of that so so don't don't think I fed him that I mean he gets that on his own so uh, I'm just saying he's a good person and uh, pray for him, but he is doing better. And I didn't miss a call from him, so I got to call him back. Uh, Tiffany says Twitter is a cesspool. I go there for entertainment, not actually news and information. Yeah, that's the deal. That's the deal. Uh, I, I agree with you. And if, if it weren't for my job, I wouldn't get on Twitter. Because uh, sometimes I I, I get my, my emotions, get the best of me. Not like Keith, you know, with the <laughs> – who, by the way, owned it, owned, owned – Yep. Sending vulgarities to Pat McAfee, for know? sure. But uh, it's uh, you know I, I I feel bad about things sometimes. Um, Meredith says I've played Augusta National. Craig 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 got to play Augusta National Sunday. Oh no, uh, that's another conversation. My bad.
1: Yeah, um, all right. But look at me, yeah. Ooh, look at you, Meredith. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
3: Oh, Quantrell says, as they say on the fan of the upstate where we are the most fair and balanced station in the state barf. Yeah. Okay. No, they're not. And I'm not, and I'm not saying they're a bunch of Clemson homers. I'm sure their takes on Clemson are bad too. And I feel bad because the two producers, diesel and Lonzo up there, uh, are good guys. I, I yeah. love those guys. I used to work with them and they're great guys. There are a lot of great people in that building, but the, uh, the Rob Brown show sort of sucks, and you know how I feel about the other one. So uh sorry, that's just my opinion. And some people may think this show sucks, especially after today, but that's fine. You know, that's, that's nah. I'm I'm kidding. Probably not today. It's probably the day I kept couldn't I kept tripping over my tongue. Um uh Brian says is Brooks for sure gone. Yes, he's out of eligibility, yeah. it's my understanding. Jalen's Jalen's Jaylen, out, but boy. Carolina, One way to go. <laughs> hey, when, when Muschamp, I told everybody too. must champ took this. And I think the, I think the fans now are starting to believe it doesn't matter. Uh, You I mean like the offer to the big kid from university of Rhode Island today, nobody was like, can't believe we're taking a kid from Rhode Island. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
3: okay. So Arkansas took a lot of kids out of the portal, right? Uh, we had Trey we talked about that. I think the lowest level program they had a guy from was Arkansas State. Uh, they didn't dip into FCS. They didn't do this. They do that. And they had some good players. You know, Drew Sanders, really good player uh, out of the portal and all that. But compare the guys that they brought in and the impact with the guys Carolina brought in. I understand Rattler came from Oklahoma. He's a five-star quarterback. But Juice Wells was from FCS James Madison. James Madison, um, right? Yeah. Hey, go back in time. Jalen Brooks came from freaking Wingate. Wingate. Uh, every, everybody griped and then, and then he kind of struggled so and like, hey, said, well, Wingate. Well, Jalen Brooks probably will catch on with an NFL team, in my opinion. Well, maybe not, but it behaves pretty good this year, made an impact. You know, Amarian Brown, Georgia Tech's third best receiver. Uh, you know, David Spaulding came from Georgia Southern. Jordan Strong came from Georgia State. There's something to be said. I, I don't think you can make a living and, and sign 10 FCS guys every year, but there's something to be said. Jalen Foster came from Gardner Webb. He was an All-American safety. You know, um, I, I think you can you can kind of make hay uh, if you do the, get the right guys. Corey Rucker, who will be really good next year, Arkansas State, you know. Um, and, and my point about Arkansas is I think, Half their guys turned out, half the, half of them, blech, you know. Um, so we'll see sort of what happens. Um, Clint says, I have a good buddy that works on the Roar. Good guy. Yeah, I don't have a big problem with, with those guys. They are what they are. They used to be WCC. I think they're still WCCP. Um, no problem with them at all. Quantrell says, when I went home for Thanksgiving break in the upstate, maybe missed 107.5, that much more.
1: Yeah. It's rough rough up here, Quantrill. It's rough.
3: Orange (laughs) fog.
1: There's no decent stuff going on up
3: here. Yeah, Shoot, I grew up up there, man. I used to have to, like, stand under the skylight in my room with a hang coat hanger to listen to Carolina basketball on the radio. Right. Because it was on, like, AM 910 or 50 or something, but then the sun would go down so they power the signal down, and I lived kind of out toward Greenville. And as you barely hear, Bob Fulton, a, you don't have to tell audio. It's like, Bob Fulton, Don Williams, yeah. Carolina Coliseum. You know. I
1: can get Georgia football games that way. <laughs> just hardly listen to it, I, which I have to now because uh, the exact station we're talking about is no longer the four-letter network representative. So there is no like just random college football game on at any given time on a Saturday. Mm. Uh, unless Clemson or Carolina are playing, it, it's sad. No that national, is- yeah, no national football games.
3: What's there? Is there affiliate CBS? Yeah, they're a CBS affiliate yeah,
1: affiliate. They, yeah. they are CBS affiliates. Yeah,
3: they well, well, CBS Intercom merged with CBS. Intercom was you know, they merged with CBS. They're now now Odyssey or something Ald-A-C, like
1: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I
3: mean, you know, I know somebody on another one of those stations there. So that's I, I got mm-hmm. I got the scoop. Craig yeah. says, "Are you still little Mazio Bennett?" Yes, Uh, uh, Justin Steps trying to flip him. And there's a long way to go, a short time to get there. No, um, there's a long way to go with him. And uh, I have a feeling this one with the right offense and stuff like that could could fly back toward Carolina, uh, just to be honest. Uh, You know, uh, Brian said, how much impact has Jalen Foster had on our secondary? Um. Had a big impact last year. Of course, he's gone this year, but uh all American. Uh, uh surprised he didn't get invited to the combine or, or stick with anything, but you know, that's good. Somebody says, anybody remember Charlie Mack? Jafaller did? I do, mm-hmm. and it was like kiss and hug the ones you love. Yeah, Charlie Mack kept reinventing himself, and finally I think McGee was just like, i oh, just give it to Todd. Oh right. um, uh, Charlie Mack, he was he started out with. Kiss and hug the ones you love. It's touchdown, Carolina, which was nifty. Well, then he started when when Carolina went one in twenty one. It was put a garnet six on it.
1: You put a garnet six on it, and
3: everybody it was just like, oh, you know. Uh, so I think Todd took over in like 'o three. So. Uh, Joshua says it's hard to be one of the few sane people because of all the cult members here in the bird. I don't know what you think. I mean, I said this one time that I thought Spartanburg because I grew up there, I thought Spartanburg was closer to maybe 55 45, Clemson 60 40, maybe 50 50 at times. Uh, Greenville's like 70 30, though. You yeah. can't, you can't escape it there. Uh, you just can't escape it there. All right, we're out of time, folks. Appreciate you joining us today. Thanks to Chris Phillips for joining us. If you want to catch me on the Spurs Up show, I'll be on there in 15 minutes to do my segment. Uh, tomorrow, we got Flint coming on tomorrow. Oh,
1: I don't know. I'll reach out to him. I, yeah. I we'll figure out our guests,
3: yeah, I uh, guests tomorrow. We'll have more guests next week. We'll talk about the bowl. We'll talk about uh, OC search, if anything breaks, all that good stuff. We certainly appreciate you guys joining us. For Phil Mullenax, J.C. Sherbert, this has been Inside the Gamecasters Show. Holla at you on a Friday. It's Friday tomorrow, folks.